0: In this week's Film House, we're talking about the fan theories that we love. So stick around. It's gonna get deep. Welcome to Film House. I'm your host, Elise Willems. Today I'm joined by Adam Kovic. Hello. James Willems. Hello. Ryan Haley. Hello. Thank you guys for joining me here. Elise, today. what happened to Dan? What did well, you do to him? Uh he's out, so we're recovering for a little a little mm. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh so he won't get to hear about our sponsors this week, Hymns and Mac Weldon. Uh, Hymns, a wellness brand for men. Get started with your first month free by going to fourhimscom slash filmhouse. And Mack Weldon, a premium men's essentials brand uh, for 20% off your first order. You can visit MackWeldon.com and enter promo code filmhouse. We'll hear more from them later in the show. Sorry, uh, Dan, you can't get those deals you're Mm -hmm. not here no
1: he can if he watches and listens oh true okay Okay. he can can.
0: um we're uh we could be talking about the academy awards but we're not uh we're talking about the real winners which are the redditors (laughs) yeah i was gonna say (laughs) the people who logs on fan theories wiki
1: Mm mm-hmm which uh, I didn't know existed until we were prepping for it's, this. It's BuzzFeed.
2: Podcast. Dot fanbase. IMDb trivia. Yeah. plus yeah. Wikipedia. My personal hell.
0: I'm a good, I'm <laughs> a sucker for like conjecture and film conspiracy theory. Mm. I think it's really fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, some of these are proven facts. Yes, which what? is great too. I'm just saying mm-hmm. my opinion,
2: but um, well, but sometimes, sometimes there's something like. The Decker is a replicant theory, uh-huh. and then Ridley Scott goes, "Yeah, you know, it's a pretty good theory. I think it's pretty true." And then they make Blade Runner 2049. goes, "That'd be stupid." He goes, "Yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> Dumbledore yeah. is
3: gay. J.K. Rawlings affirms, and now it's canon. And oh, there you go. But Was She's that a the
1: theory? Of that. I'm is pretty. That? But I'm pretty sure that was. Was it ever a theory that Dumbledore was gay? I'm pretty sure everyone was just like, Dumbledore's an old wizard, and then J.K. Rowling was like, "Who's gay?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah, an old wizard yeah, okay. of gay." Oh. Yeah, but um, that doesn't I really change about. the story right, in any way. Sure, whatsoever. I, mean, I like, guess
0: so. Sure. Like, I don't recall seeing balls. it before. She just came out and like it, it felt like a left field thing where she was like, "B.T. Dubs, mm. Dumbledore's gay." Yeah, yeah. Um, Meant to say it, but I didn't. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll start with one of my faves, mm-hmm. uh, which I was hoping would be proven by the new Star Wars trilogy. It was not.
1: It's been officially disproven mm-hmm. because they they there's like it was a novel or whatever mm-hmm. or a comic book that told us what happened to Jar Jar Binks.
0: Well, I mean, they say what happened. <laughs> he, to he died after to him, penniless in the streets or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Sorry. Though. Uh, and, and just a f- disclaimer before we really get into these, we try to trace the theories back to what we see as the first origin of them. So if we credit someone and you're like, no, this theory was uh, not or- originated by Tom uh, Click. It was by Tom Bombacoo. Like, we are trying our best and we aren't trying to not credit someone. Well, this, but, this you know. one's
2: pretty somewhat recent, right?
0: Yes, it's about a in yeah, last five years. Yeah. The Part theory... George
3: Lucas?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George Lucas, uh, not, or our says not George Lucas. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. close. So this theory is that Jar Jar Binks uh, was a trained Force user, known Sith collaborator, and will play a central role in The Force Awakens. That was wrong. Ooh, four years ago. Um, <laughs> Wait. But two, two, four, the, the basic idea is that Jar Jar Binks... Was just kind of playing the sort of coward, bumbling act, mm-hmm. and that he actually was a mastermind Sith, mm-hmm. and a lot of evidence to my f- show, you know. Yeah, my favorite.
1: Yeah, my favorite is yeah when he's it's just like literally slapstick. The mm-hmm. kinds of things Bugs Bunny would do, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or like the kinds of things where people could just not be bothered. Though I know one of the things is he drops, when he drops down from the ceiling or whatever, he, if you notice, he teleports himself. He lands in a different area where he was before. Do you have that clip? There's a thing where he's like, he's hanging from a ledge and then he drops down. But if you notice, he moves in the space to a different area, okay. which would indicate that he must have. Force floated. Oh, yeah. he his way this there,
0: one? where he's still like moving with no, his hands. No, no, it's
1: when they're in the city. But it's literally just they didn't, they didn't have time it's just for that. Bad. Yeah, it's like poor animation. Uh, it might
0: be this one. Might what, be this one. So, Is it this one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he where he drops from?
1: down, it doesn't make sense in like the landscape of things, right? But it's also just because they were like that's what these movies were mm-hmm. was they filmed a the movie and then afterwards George Lucas just started drawing things on yeah. top of it and just well, goes, like goes, filling it with crap. Goes, this character is an idiot
2: <laughs> and he needs to make sell toys. Dumb kids like him. Mm-hmm. Make them fall over and they're like, but George, perhaps he's a, a Sith the dummy? <laughs> <laughs> the idiot?
0: <laughs> so what I he's like, supposed to be reggae. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about this theory is that uh, it's the most unsuspecting of theories. Mm-hmm. It, it's a com- complete well, 180 to sure. think that this bumbling oaf is they, actually a They the claim mastermind that Jar Jar of of and Palpatine
2: co conspired because when he says, Misa recommend. Uh, emergency Mesa powers oh, yeah. for Mesa Planet. And everyone goes, well done, Jar Jar. And Palpatine's like, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you're doing great, Katie. I goes, oh,
1: I think. You. you know what I like about it, Elise? I like that it tries to somewhat salvage the character. Yes, yeah, so I was Like gonna the get intentions to that too. are good. Yeah. It's like someone looked at it and it was like, well, instead of him just being a stupid clown, mm-hmm. yeah. what if the clown had purpose? And so all those stupid things that you're like, why is this stupid idiot doing these dumb, <laughs> stupid things? You kind of, you at a certain point, then you're like, oh no, he had an ulterior motive. I think that is a more fun thing than just being like, just completely dismissing something as mm-hmm. being dumb. Yeah. It's more fun to. To think that it had a purpose. It's not though. It's, right. like, it's
3: like uh, he's like Kaiser Soze in Usual Suspects. You know, yeah. he's just like the guy. He's like right there. You never know that yeah. he's playing seven right. D chess in the so, background the whole time, so manipulating would, every would, move.
2: Would the 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 Rise of Skywalker been better? Yes. If when it goes, it goes. I am Palpatine I've been he goes and the lights here goes through his chest and he goes hi okie dokie yeah. <laughs> me boo boo me save you when you fall down a shaft
1: yeah. up I just I just, Annie I almost ahead of you
0: <laughs> well this statement here I, I particularly like if Jar Jar is putting forth an elaborate act to deceive people it means he's not a fool and if he's not a fool it means his actions in episode 2 that facilitate Palpatine's plans are not those of an unwitting, t- unwitting tool They are those of a partner.
1: Mm, Sure. Interesting.
0: Palpatine and Jar Jar are from the same planet, Mm. which in the scale of the Star Wars universe is like, I mean, there's just so much. There's so many levels here to this theory. It's true. It's so well thought out. Mm -hmm. Isn't Queen Amidala
1: and Jar Jar also from the same planet? They could be co-conspirating. Isn't isn't Queen Amidala and Palpatine also from the same planet? Is it maybe perhaps that Star Wars suffers from the big yet small Thing like right. we've created a whole universe uh-huh. where things are happening on one side of the galaxy and another. But Darth, most of it happens on yeah, Tatooine.
2: Th- yeah, Dar- Darth Vader, Vader and Luke Skywalker grew up in the same hut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, C three PO. You love, you love. Uh, Darth Vader made him. Yep, he he got made. Guess when that comes back to haunt him? Never. <laughs> it doesn't matter. When he's programming, he goes, and now make sure you don't know Sith. <laughs> it's yeah. like, this is an important plot. It, it, I love Star Wars. It's it, great. It is
1: just fun because it's like you're looking at it going, This makes me and you're watching him with the dragging the droid around, accidentally mm-hmm. shooting other things. You're going, This makes me angry. The, the, <gasps> Bad guys. Yeah. Well there's a
2: there's the part where that guy goes, JoJo Jump on me. And then he goes, "Okay, dokie. And then he pulls him down. <laughs> and he goes, Jar Jar, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, but then he saves the day magically because yeah. Anakin accidentally say uh, Everything's an accident in episode one, uh, including when they meet Jar Jar. But mm-hmm. I, I I get what you're saying, James, where it's like it would feel better if it wasn't just a waste yeah. of a character. And yeah. that there, it's just something of like you never thought of this before. And he goes, oh, yeah, I guess if you look at it this way. It, Kind of makes them redeeming,
3: mm-hmm. I guess. Was yeah. it an accident, or did the Force pull them together?
2: I'm unclear. Either the Force is a thing that Luke Skywalker loves or hates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The Jedi texts are the most important thing in the world, or they're not. I'm unclear.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we were robbed, is all I can yeah. say. <laughs> uh, uh, another theory that, that uh, I think I've seen before, but I particularly like that you brought to the table, Ryan, is the... Kevin from Home Alone <laughs> slash Jigsaw Theory. Yes,
3: a true theory. That's okay. right. I brought confirmed? that to the table. What for Columbus confirmed. Where is this I mean, one there's mean? just so much proof. Look at this website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot she has of words. To Scroll down.
1: I also have written a lot of words once on things I didn't understand. Yeah. So, so
0: what's okay. the basis of this
3: yeah. one? So Kevin McAllister, everyone's favorite, America's favorite child booby trap artist um the theory is that he grows up based on a lot all the things we see in the movie and then based on the jigsaw movies that he grows up to become jigsaw creating the mur- the they turn into murder traps at some point in his life. Mm-hmm. It's unclear Well we know he comes from a rich family so that would explain all the the
2: finance the mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. and it also explains like th- look at this face okay <laughs> like this is uh, the face of a child psychotic, sociopathic future murderer mm-hmm. and think about it. we see w- when buzz his brother eats his pizza uh-huh. his cheese pizza his only cheese pizza you know the he one goes thing berserk. he goes berserk he tries to kill him all right basically in front of the whole family yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a violent action he's, all right
1: he's on a he's on a razor's edge yes. the whole time
3: then he, has, he starts hallucinating the furnace down in the uh, down in the basement uh-huh. like you know he's having Intense hallucinations for a child. Feed me bodies, yes. Kevin. Feed me, yes, <laughs> exactly. there's uh,
0: one particularly interesting point. Uh, oh yes,
3: old man Marley, the old man that lives next door. Slayer. He mm-hmm. thinks that he's this this badass serial killer, and he thinks he's like, oh, that guy mummified bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Mm-hmm. I would like to do that maybe Got one it. day. Okay. Yeah. Also, I'm you know I'm rich. I, you know, I have the funds. Also, My, my dad took the whole family to Paris. Well, his family, is it's like the perfect, uh, all the people that end up getting, you know, uh, punished in Saw, these normal, seemingly normal people that are kind of are under the surface, just kind of, you know, Jigsaw wants them to be punished. Mm-hmm. That's like his whole family is mm-hmm. like that. They're all these assholes that have, eat his cheese pizza. His Uncle Frank's just a piece of shit, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, 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 he wants to punish those people. He's like, maybe they shouldn't be in prison, but... I have the power to go and, uh, you know, hmm. actually but change these people's lives, well, and I'm going to do it. it. God damn did it. Did you
1: get the vibe in Home Alone that he was trying to change the lives of the wet bandits? That's
3: the, uh, I was getting to that. He was trying to—it <laughs> it looks all funny in this Christopher Columbus-directed child film, uh-huh. you know, uh, <laughs> written by John Hughes. Um, but— he was trying to kill these people. Look at this. There's, there's a, a, a blowtorch mm-hmm. yeah. pointed at this guy's skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know he was I mean, he the, the, was putting it, making them stand on nails. This ch- this kid. Right. Mm-hmm. He what's he wanted what's to more, inflict permanent pain on them? What's
2: more humane, making someone dig through a bunch of syringes or hitting them in the face with a, f- a filled
3: up paint can? I would say they're equally as inhumane. Well, the paint can is probably the
1: most. The, the most mundane of all the things that happens to them. The pay
3: is the gateway drug to the syringes' <laughs> uh, vault. Marv does okay. get uh, their
1: symbol burned permanently onto his hand. Yes. That is a brand. Yeah. Really, really interesting.
0: Uh, we've been talking about f- um, Home Alone and looking forward to the future of Jigsaw. There's evidence in Saw 2 that suggests, I, I'm reading it right here. The, oh, he hallucinates, and he has a furnace. That, well, it, they suggest that Saw... Recreates his he recreates his childhood furnace, which is the Kevin's furnace.
3: Yes, exactly. So,
2: how far in the future does Saw take place? Like twenty thirty-five or no? Because I mean, I mean, look at Macaulay Culkin now; he almost looks like uh, he looks the actor exactly who plays like Jigsaw. the guy.
3: He looks exactly like the guy. I think that if you go to the bottom, maybe there's a uh, side uh, by side. Yep. So, look at this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's uh, exact
3: doppelganger. <laughs> What's his name?
2: Tobin or something. If only uh,
1: there was some way to figure <laughs> out how. Kevin would look like now as an adult. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: let's That's, look oh, oh, at
3: got. And look at this, the <laughs> clown Catholic. in
0: the basement. <laughs> The clown in the basement, when he's hallucinating the furnace monster I, I constantly. Didn't, I didn't I get that far. Like, that's I like, I like this because,
1: as you can see here in this example, <laughs> there is a red circle around something <laughs> and that red circle has an arrow pointing to something else, as you can see.
2: <laughs> Your honor,
3: I rest my case. I don't even know if
1: this is thrown in here. Maybe can I just throw something else sure, into the it. pile? Kevin watches pretty violent films mm-hmm. on the good. regular.
3: That's a good point. On the regular. Yeah, you know, that just adds fuel to Shit. the fire. He has fire. a criminal
1: record. He steals from that that store. He That's steals true. food from that store cuz he gets spooked. Befriends Tim Curry. Yeah,
3: and, and he, more importantly, uh, though, he's very smart. He, you know, it yes, takes a lot of cunning. forethought, forethought, and manipulation to think of all Can Do all his these, own
0: laundry, do, mm-hmm.
3: do all this stuff, and then you know, and then the jigsaw puzzle stuff. I to, to add Same to your thing.
0: point, I would also argue that between Home Alone one and two, Thank although you. Kevin under uh, experienced some very traumatic incidences in the first one, mm-hmm. there's no evidence to indicate that he, he got any kind of therapy or counseling Mm-mm. between those two movies. Well, oh, his, his it,
1: family clearly didn't learn anything. They yeah. left him again.
0: Yeah, well, In New York. Like well, they sent him away. And they
1: gave him a credit him card away. this time. Well, yeah. He a, a talk yeah, boy. That's they a, rewarded well, that's him. that's neglected, clearly. That's a great theory. Where does no. Saw take place? Chicago? Th- it I feels like a Chicago-ish Let's just say Chicago. I would
2: just I would just love to go back in time when they're filming the first Saw on a shoestring budget. It's just these film students are like, we've got this crazy idea, and then you're the sound guy. And you're like, is this connected <laughs> to Home Alone?
0: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I
2: think the, the, the jigsaw is all grown up.
0: I just, just want you guys to know that Danny Glover completed his scenes for the first Saw movie in two days. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. Uh, well, wonder how got paid. Maybe a little change of pace. Uh, we've, we've shared some th- fan theories that are, are known around the internet. Adam, you've got a really great original.
2: Which one is fan that?
0: Uh, oh, the from Labyrinth. Labyrinth.
2: Oh, yeah. So there, there is a. This is my made-up theory. There is a, a like a Buzzfeed um, Labyrinth fan theory, and I'm not a big Labyrinth fan. Jess is, mm-hmm. and I've seen Labyrinth. I saw it once as a kid and went, that was weird. And ever since, you know, Jess and I've been together 14 years. I've watched the movie at least once a year <laughs> uh, since we've been together. Sometimes twice. So like, I know the movie forwards and backwards. Still not a really a huge fan. I'm just like, I appreciate it. I love mm-hmm. David Bowie. Okay, obviously, you can admit it. Yeah, it's fine. But I remember being like, I got, because Sarah's such a, just a biatch in the movie, because she's just like, wah, 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 everything sucks. And then she's like, I wish my baby brother would die. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, and then, like, Sexy Goblin King, she's like, I took the baby. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, what happened? Wish,
3: so, she's a stressed out babysitter. There, there
2: is, there's one theory out there that Jess has sent me. There's like a Buzzfeed one where it's like, it's a, it's a cycle that she is like, there's always a Sarah and she always comes back and, that's why he gets, Goblin King gets all weird at the end. He's like, uh-huh. I'll do anything for you. I want to love you. Like, choke me, baby. And he says a bunch of weird shit. Like, like in Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Exactly. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, it's actually very close, yes. Um, but my theory was that in the beginning of the movie, she kills Toby. He, She lets him drown in the bathtub.
3: Mm-hmm. She murders her
2: brother. She basically murders him without thinking about it, and that's how he goes to the— the Goblin World, and then she's like, and then I saved him, and she's dancing with all her like fake friends in her room, <laughs> and the parents come home and go, "Oh, God! <laughs> Toby, Toby either got he drowned her, he got snuffed out," and I was mm. like, "Oh, that's a," b-. and she goes, "She goes her happy place," and the, the final shot's her like in an insane asylum, like bouncing on the walls of all these puppets, and like dance magic dance. Yeah, so this is uh, an
3: idealized uh, hallucination
0: yes. in the mind. Uh, that's that's of how of that's a how she justified sister. murdering her uh, little stepbrother. You're gonna hate to hear it. You're gonna hate to hear it. That's a little bit of a sucker punch. Yeah, a I was comparison, I punch. would say. Here's what there?
3: reference to the su- film punch? Sucker Punch? Oh yes, it's, I've only seen it on mute.
0: Those girls, you know, they dance in their sexy world, and then and, and they and they have their uh, their war war sequences and stuff because they're mm. dealing with their trauma. It's so like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah, Return to Oz. Well,
1: well I- there's theories in uh, Sucker Punch. I didn't put it in here, but there are fan theories in Sucker Punch that the on- only only uh, the only there's no baby doll and what's the other. Sweet pea, sweet pea, sweet pea, and baby doll are the same okay. character. But baby doll is a is a, basically like a Tyler Durden that she's created to help protect her while she's in this world, mm. and so it helps her it helps her escape.
2: What, what would be harder, finding someone to agree with you on that theory, or finding someone who will argue? <laughs> that someone that was
0: seen <laughs> Sucker Punch. Yeah. Did you be- know <laughs>
2: Sweet pea and baby doll? <laughs> the last time I mentioned
0: Sucker Punch
1: on this channel was a go. GTA live stream. Yeah, and I, I got—I was, was literally outpouring of support on oh, social okay. media. that mm-hmm. came to me and said, "I also don't hate it." <laughs> <laughs> and oh. there are literally four of us. I yes.
2: counted all the yeah, tweets. Yeah, it's—it's it's usually easier to just go. Well, they talked about some dumb stuff, and I'm just going
0: to ignore <laughs> them. <laughs> I like your theory a lot, Adam.
2: Oh, thank you. It's fun. It's a fun. theory. It's, a theory. It's, it's, like I said, I've—I've I've grown to appreciate the movie, especially after watching the Dark Crystal movie, where I went oh man, Labyrinth's like a way better version of the Dark Crystal movie. Mm -hmm. I get what they were going for.
3: Now, this is called, this name of this video is Fan theories We Wish Were True. I wish that that was true. So, okay. It does drastically change the Labyrinth and the tone (laughs) of the film.
2: In my younger, yeah, I don't think Jim Henson was like, (laughs) so yeah, the kid drowned. I don't know, he's
0: made some art. Um, (laughs) James, any theories that that you love? Yeah, so
1: I'm just going to toss out one right now. I couldn't, I I know at least wanted links, but I couldn't find a link. I have written this theory. This is also my theory for Ice Age got So you put
0: it out there in the world somewhere? Yeah,
1: it was on our old website, but our old website is gone, so I lost it.
0: Oh, what happened to the J
1: City space? I think I (laughs) I changed my credit card information so it couldn't charge me (laughs) every year to renew the domain, so it's gone. Um, But... The Ice Age films exist in a reverse timescape. So, so there,
3: it's a post-apocalyptic future that they're in? Yeah,
1: time travel exists That's in cool. the oh. Ice Age universe, and each film is re- traveling backwards in time. So the first film is them, is like a saber-toothed tiger, a woolly mammoth, and a sloth find a human child, like a, a an abandoned human child, and then try and get that child to safety. Mm-hmm. The next movie after that is supposed to be the end of the Ice Age.
3: Right? But it's the beginning of the Ice Age? But I
1: believe it's the beginning of the Ice Age and we've gone backwards in time because they also find dinosaurs.
2: Now, my, I've never seen an Ice Age movie. I never have either.
1: Like, does um, this
0: is sp- theory Ice Age actually takes place in the future? No, okay. that's
1: not what I. I don't believe that at all. Unless the future <laughs> is the past.
0: Okay, sorry, they doing a
2: lot. No, I'm just saying. I, I've only seen like, um, what's his name, Scrux Day Out or whatever. scat <laughs> Scrat. <laughs> yeah. Scrat. I've seen where he's like, he does. He's like a minion essentially. Like he doesn't talk. He just makes noises and it's silly and the kids all laugh. You okay there? I was just blowing my nose. Oh, that's fine. Do your thing. Um, do, they, do the three characters mm-hmm. meet each other for the first time in the first movie?
1: Yes. Have they never met each other? Yeah.
2: So by the last movie, they're already acquainted with mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. Is there like some kind of weird like reverse amnesia? No, no they, oh, yes, they're amnesia. moving
1: forward through time, but in the world of Ice Age, they're moving into the past. Okay, okay,
2: gotcha. The movies don't the f- take place f- backwards. Humans
1: only exist in the first film. And then they're gone for the rest of the so. Films. Okay, so the Earth so, is going
2: the other way. So the,
1: worth, the Earth is going the other way. It's spinning backwards, but they're still moving forwards. So the so whole world's a time machine? Basically, the whole world is a time machine. That's And pretty they're cool moving up. forward, but then the world is moving backwards in time. So all the things, all the historical events that took place in our world <laughs> going <laughs> forward are happening in reverse. So again, the first one is the Ice Age, and there's human beings there. Okay. The second one is the end of the Ice Age, but I think it's actually the beginning of the Ice Age. There are uh, the equivalent time period where the ice is melting back to how it was Mm. before the Ice Age began. The third one, they find dinosaurs,
3: right? So it's like Benjamin Button for the Earth. Yes, so so
1: we've gone from human beings to melting ice Mm -hmm. to dinosaurs in three movies, and then the last one is Continental Drift, which presupposes Pangea. the separation of Pangaea, but I would oh. argue that it's actually the the continents drifting back together Interesting. and colliding. So and does,
2: is there never another human in any of the other no, movies? No. really, No
1: humans ever show up ever again, despite all these other things, and it just doesn't make that much sense that there are human beings somehow before the continents drifted apart. Okay. So it only makes sense if you go backwards. The theory is supported because there is a scratch short where he discovers aliens or something. <laughs> I see what it right is there.
2: This? He's uh, in the space suit right there. Where is it? In
1: the bottom oh, right. Yeah. This. Yes, collision course or something. There's 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 a a scratch short. <laughs> is that, it Scratch in space? Mm-hmm. Look so see like all this stuff happens Scratch is has been blitzing around through time gotcha. and space. He's
2: the constant. Yeah. Okay. Um now is there any credence to the theory that it takes place in the Surf's Up f- universe? That
1: I am unaware of. It, maybe not the Surf's Up proper, but Surf's Up 2 featuring WWE characters. <laughs> now, wait a minute, though. <laughs> Aliens could have existed at any time. Sure. Mm-hmm. like uh, Time is a
2: flat circle. And also well, this is like one of the irrelevant. many
1: examples. Scrat also, at one point, is frozen in a block of ice and mm-hmm. wakes up in an unrecognizable time period as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the, Scrat is... The only one who's—he seems crazy, but he's the only one who sees that the world is traveling at a different rate, Mm -hmm. and is forced to deal with all. See, he put the thing on fucking Jupiter. How far back in time do you have to go to put the mark on Jupiter? Right. He's putting—he's literally putting the planets together. Scrat was there for the Big Bang.
2: Scrat, Christ-like
0: figure. Maybe yeah. Maybe there is the
1: theory that Scrat
2: is Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I just haven't written that I believe up. that theory. Yeah.
1: Scrat, Scrat is there. Scrat created the Big Bang. The okay. only thing that's consistent are those characters. Okay.
0: Manny and others. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to some more f- uh, fun theories, but first a word from our sponsor, Mack Weldon.
1: Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. You're only a few clicks away from getting a brand new set of underwear. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear Trust me, I'm wearing some right now. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. You might stink, but your underwear won't. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will still refund you no questions asked. Not only does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for working out, going to work, hanging out on the weekends. You could even wear some of these clothes on a date. Now, let me tell you this. I recently tried out a new kind of Mack underwear called the Air Knit X and it has changed my underwear lifestyle about as much as underwear lifestyle can be changed. It is a game changer. I am more comfortable, it feels sleek, it feels good, the experience of buying it online was so simple and it goes perfect because I love my weekenders as I call them, the Ace Sweatshorts and they just slide right in. I feel like I'm a, I'm a fish. I can fit in anything. These Air Net X are fantastic. Take care of your underwear, take care of yourself. It's the same thing. Plus, if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you, no questions asked. So, for 20% off your first order, visit macweldon.com and enter promo code filmhouse, that's H-A-U-S, macweldon.com and enter promo code filmhouse. You will not regret it.
0: Thank you Mac Weldon for your sponsorship. And now, uh, this, this theory I just like because I think it's funny. Um, and I don't know that, it, that it's, it doesn't feel that realistic. Like it would, could be a plausible theory, but it's just fun. It's that the Mr. Ink kids from Scooby-Doo are draft dodgers <laughs> <laughs> on the show. Because they're always in their mystery van traveling oh, yeah. and you're like, where are they going? Like what are they doing? They're always on the road. It's because they're trying to get to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1969, the Vietnam War is at its height. Uh, the Mighty Heptagon posted this. Uh, and so they are all, yeah, trying to <laughs> <laughs> to get out of being drafted to Vietnam. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you have shin splints? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Shaggy's a hippie, so of course, like, of course, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't want to go. I mean, um, Fred's kind of uh
2: you would know, think. He's like a frat house boy. Well, yeah, but he, maybe he's also he, a coward. He didn't list
1: immediately. Yeah. I don't Woody? know. Maybe he's, he's a coward. One. Well, the one. When he's got a piece like Daphne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a, like, a
0: clean cut suburban kid. Yeah, he's, he's never like, gotten his hands
1: dirty. He's, okay? he's, I ain't dying yeah. for no oil, I think he, man. He probably went and said, Daphne, will you wait for me? And she's like, nah. No. And then he was like, oh, all right. Well, I'm not
0: yeah. I want to Richard or some bullshit because my friend owns a van? It does say here his number came up. He decided to leave Daphne. He didn't want to go to Vietnam because he couldn't afford, he couldn't bear to be apart from her. Velma, the anti-war activist, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. The haircut? Come on. Come on. Feminist. (laughs) Uh, It would only be made better if if the theory said that Scooby was, like, their collective guilt. (laughs) Like, represented that or (laughs) something. Then what's Scrappy? Uh, I don't know. He's... Scrappy
1: is the child that Daphne aborted. Oh,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and what about Scooby? What's What are his uh, views on the war?
0: He's not included in here, but that's what I was saying is it could only be elevated if it did give mm. Scooby some part of this. Like, he was the... Right. You know.
1: Are there... Do you think there's any manifestations in this? Like, uh, you know, they think, they think that they're solving these mysteries, mm-hmm. but they're actually just going on to... Generally, it does seem like most of the time the people there are like, Older generation, Mm -hmm. like that, they're just really sticking it to. It's always like you
2: kids. It it was always rascal
1: kids or whatever. But that's just there in their mind. That's just the generational fight that they're having. Like, like every time they
2: collectively beat up on a drifter and take (laughs) his money, Mm -hmm. they're like, they they just they smoke out, do some acid, and then they're like, time to solve another mystery. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) all of the people that are disguised as monsters are the people that they've stolen their IDs. Because okay. they need them to get over the border. That makes Dying. sense. Do yeah. so they keep trying
3: to find people who look like them? Sorry, Ryan. Uh, no, uh, alternatively, you know, like you said, you're saying they're draft dodgers. What if that this is kind of, the, the, you know, they they feel guilty about it kind of, and this is, while all their friends are over fighting in Nam, they're like, mm-hmm. we have our own service, our calling. we got to fight these fucking ghosts that are everywhere and, and prove that. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never yeah. really, I mean, I think there has to have been,
2: it's
1: been around here for in the main five
2: years. They've actually found actual ghosts before, right? I mean, they met Batman. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: They and vampires and werewolves. Okay. They got to a certain They've point. Been there, a like, sure. cool
0: They've been to a ghoul school. They have met the Boo Brothers. Also, They've WWE. done it all.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T. That's uh, that's my theory. My theory that I'm going to throw in right now is that the WWE universe <laughs> exists in all other creative
2: universes.
0: <laughs> Star Wars. You need only look for them. Yeah. Uh, children of Men. Yeah. Okay. I like it. That's a good one. I enjoy that one. <laughs> That's fun. Um, Ryan, you've got another one. Uh, it's cool. also an animated. A lot of these are like st- always around like animated or kids movies that I feel like leave mm-hmm. things Ex- open. Explain
1: yourself with
3: this one.
0: Uh, I'm reading the All headlines. about
1: yeah. kind-hearted things going bad.
0: The wall Okay, uh, so fairy.
3: artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's gonna f- kill us all one day, right? <laughs> sure. I'm very worried about it. Okay. All right legitimately, genuinely, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. It's a ticking time bomb we're sitting on. Okay, mm-hmm. Pandora's box to the extreme. So we got Wally here, climate change. In the movie, they say, uh, they, they say oh, climate change, all this bad stuff was happening, so we designed, uh, uh, you know, and we had all this consumer shit, you know, we have too much of it, so we had to get it off, off, and then we have all these robot compacting robots that are uh, supposed to be around compacting our trash. Wally's the only robot in the, in that we see on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. He's, it's supposed to be like, oh, he's the last one? Well, what if, alternatively, he killed all the other robots? He's a robot serial killer, a robot murderer that basically is the smartest robot, the mm-hmm. most evil. And, and well, and this it's kind of about the nature of evil, the nature of consciousness and stuff, because, you know, mm. The reason that this is even uh, this movie, in my opinion, kind of like you were saying about, uh, or one of these theories was about how like the whole movie is this idealized utopia, you yeah. know? I think that we're seeing and the movie from Wally's perspective. Okay, so uh, human beings are all these just fluffy, cuddly, fat people that are just like you know, <laughs> like oh look at these cuddly like cartoon yeah. people. Well. If you remember, Fred Willard, a real human being, is in this movie. All right, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. animated. All right, so I think that like it's, we got a Matrix situation, kind of where okay. the real life is the Fred Willard life. He's yeah. in the real world. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, but we see from Wally's perspective. Ooh, colors! Pixar Movie Land. Ah, so, you know. and So then,
1: you, is that something that he's doing? like in his in his AI brain where he does actually come in contact with human beings but then in his AI brain he transforms them to look like nonsense. Yes, that's what I think. Uh, and then
3: but then on top of that uh, and I think Fred Willard maybe was his programmer so maybe that's why he sees him in reality or okay. something. But also uh, I think you know it, it comes back to what what does Wally think he's doing? Does he does he think he's evil? You know, or is he just surviving Stop like operating how? to code. You know, in 9000 and 2001. So and I think it's the second one. It's it's like he basically was programmed, you know, to maximize his own uh, happiness or whatever, you know, like or to help human beings or or to do something and that involved killing everyone else. You know, that's what the whole artificial intelligence thing is. It's not like the robots are going to hate us. They're going to, it's like, uh, someone's going to program it, look, oh, help humans. And then they think, oh, everyone will be happier if they're all dead. And then they vaporize us all and we're dead. Here's my favorite
0: Mm -hmm. excerpt from Mr. Banana's post about this. Uh, He takes the trends off of a Oh, I think he means treads. Treads, He takes the treads off of a fallen comrade without a second thought. He hoards the parts of his dead brothers (laughs) in his trailer, along with all his precious trinkets that he had had to protect from all the other WALL-E units. Mm. The reason why there is still so much trash on Earth, despite 700 years of compacting, is because all the other compactors were killed early on, Mm -hmm. and thus for 700 years, only one unit has been working.
1: There's a lot of compacted trash, though. Yeah. Like the opening of the movie is just.
3: Took like, a while to kill those robots. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just miles and miles and miles and miles it of. It took a little bit. S- a skyscraper. What, what, Maybe they uh,
0: teamed up and then Wally turned on the other one and helped
1: him. Off.
2: I've seen Wally <laughs> once. Uh huh. I loved it. I, do, I actually, this has come up where I'm like, oh, I should rewatch it. I mm-hmm. don't recall any part of Wally being intimidating or like, what, what could he. How could he kill anything?
3: you're a robot you can manipulate other things you know he, he he has battery stuff you know he can like hack into another computer sure. pro- reprogram the he, computer
2: it's not a uh, um a short circuit situation at any point where they go you know he, he bumps into something his eyes turn red and he starts firing
1: lasers right no no yeah well the he, short circuit robot he, was designed johnny five was designed for war that's what i'm saying though
2: and then and then but, but like then, but everything he does wouldn't everyone, that be
1: the perfect cover?
2: Wouldn't yes, that be the perfect cover? Yes, exactly.
3: It's, it's just like, uh, what was the uh, Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I, guess, not, he's yeah, not, I guess he
2: could choke you he's out. He's not
1: attracted to Eva. He sees the the destructive potential <laughs> of acquiring her technology is what you're saying. Yes, he is okay. definitely
3: seduced by her. But I also think he might have been programmed to love, you know, and then mm-hmm. but then his love ends in... in, in to killing which is also a whole other thing okay. is about about Fred Willard's character because you know really at the end of the day what I'm really scared about is less in real life is less the robots and it's these fucking psychopaths in their basements, you know, programming them to just come and kill everyone. Well but Fred Willard
1: in the world was established as the CEO of by and large. Right? right. Mm-hmm. The
0: global CEO, yes. Yeah he's the yeah.
1: global CEO of By and Large. So he's yeah. not just an inventor. He's he's like the Jeff Bezos. So you're right. saying Jeff Bezos is designing an Alexa in his basement that's going to kill us all? Not, uh,
3: not necessarily. This is more just the broader artificial intelligence okay, being scared it. of it argument and stuff about why I'm scared of it, you know. I it's, honestly, I I think wh- I had this
2: thought just the other day as well, Ryan, because AI will eventually outpace us once we, mm-hmm. we open the quantum computing Pandora's box. I think... AI will look at us and think of us as such a non-threat because they can outlive us. They're like, well, as long as we have Mm-mm. sun and we can just live in the cloud or whatever, like, they'll look at us like cows. The way we look at cows, we're like, we kill cows and eat them. I mean, they'll, when they need us, but they're like, for the most part, we'll just ignore you. We don't need you. No, they'll look at us like ants.
3: No, it's going to be us like by the millions. It's going yeah, like to
1: be like in the movie I, Robot, where they put us all in shipping containers to protect us. Because the most dangerous aspect of humanity is humanity itself. is that the same
2: <laughs> plot point of 2012? They put people in shipping containers because the world's no. going to flood?
1: No, that's not the same plot point. I think it is. No, yeah. 2012 is they have create these giant, beautiful ships. Like the people mm-hmm. that can afford to get tickets. Yeah. So all the rich people can survive. Which makes n-
2: absolutely no containers. sense. Why? They're not? I mean, money would not really.
1: What no, you buy? What? They, they financed the endeavor. Oh, I their see. Their ticket gotcha. paid for the in, the technology okay. that allowed them to survive. I thought there
2: was a company that's like, "Pay us now, so when the world's over, no. we're gonna be rich." No, it like, basically, <laughs> it was basically
1: like a giant Kickstarter for these okay. things. But you had and to buy it. In so included it.
2: the smartest, the sexiest, the most perfect
0: people on yeah. John Cusack, well,
1: the richest people <laughs> on the planet, CEOs, models, uh, <laughs> uh, robot designers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's
0: okay. it. Adam, what other theories do you like?
2: I like the one that I'm not even sure it's a fan theory anymore, but the total recall uh, one spoiler that he, uh, most of what happens to um, to uh, Douglas Quaid is not happening. And they, they, there's like a few parts that kind of support this. There's the part where they give him an out where they're like, just take these pills and you'll, you'll leave. And then he sees the guy sweating, goes, yeah, fuck you. And then shoots him in the head. And then from there it becomes like this crazy action movie and it, it just sort of kind of becomes insane, but the the thing that the giveaway is that at the very end it flashes white, which is just a transition you use in you know film editing, um, much more common you know today, or you can be used. But the idea is that I think maybe Verhoeven even said it at some point, but I've read this a few times where that's supposed to be him getting a lobotomy. Mm. Uh, it, it signifies the lobotomy that he's getting at the end because he's just this brain dead thing. Uh, like that does kind of have a Philip K. Dick more ish vibe than saying. Well, we're going to take the idea that this guy wrote and then just make it this crazy action movie. It, it almost justifies it being an action movie by having that difference in the the ending. But, yeah, I don't know. They, they did the same thing in Inception, where they go, uh, Maude or whatever is like, she's like, none of this is real. You think people chasing you around the world, they just show up out of nowhere and you go, oh, man, that gives me a different outlook mm-hmm. on the movie. But they do the same thing in Total Recall. Like, they're like, yeah. like are you serious? Like, you shoot a bunch well, of people and you don't get hit also, by bullets. the best like, thing about on.
1: Total Recall is that the whole setup of the movie is he's like, man, I lead such a boring life. If only I could go on an adventure. And they're like, all right, well, let's go through the whole subject matter of picking your adventure. Where do you want to go? Mars. What do you want to be? A secret spot. Like He he picks clicks all the boxes yeah. for the things he wants his mm. fantasy to be, and then he gets shot with it. And then all of a sudden, everything that he... Wanted is also true. Right. That's what makes it an awesome movie and an awesome story. Well, but, the but it also blends to the theory. <laughs>
2: but yeah, but the the movie is a basically saying, well, you were just picking the things you already knew you had or that you wanted. It wasn't him being like, yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm dreaming of this yeah. brunette woman, yeah, you know, even though he's got Sharon Stone waiting at home in the the sexy '80s workout gear, but mm-hmm. yeah, Wanna tie me up, yeah,
1: and then he looks <laughs> at the monitor and he the goes, the only the no. only thing with that theory is explain to me how. This is a whole thing too. Could be a de- devolved into a theory. How someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger exists as a normal person in any of these worlds? <laughs> like it's like him, <laughs>
0: Douglas Quaid. You mean yeah. just it's, American guy Douglas it's Quaid? It's just normal guy. It's do, do, uh, it's a, I work Quaid, I, yeah.
1: but it's Quaid, and it's he's a two hundred forty pounds, yeah. like completely construction, construction, n- construction worker. Construction worker, and my good pal Bob. Yeah, if <laughs> you met Bob, he's he's uh, hey, overweight. Hey, best, hey yeah. best boy. Yeah, we get beers together.
2: <laughs> yeah. you know, like, <laughs> is is ultra a beautiful wife? But then it's like, it yeah it all it all sort of makes sense when she's like, oh she's a spy and uh-huh. Mike yeah. is chasing you and he's, he's awesome. actually
1: Hausa yeah Hausa.
0: Well the boring yeah. one I think it's a fun theory that but a yeah theory. some people in the comments are saying that uh, the director. Uh, disprove this. Is it Paul Verhoeven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe
2: he said it didn't. It's not that. What does he know? Death um, of the author
0: uh, all the way. But <laughs> other people are arguing against that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah you argue with the director. Death of the
2: author. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like I said in the beginning of the episode, there was, there was a part, there was a time, I, I think, when Ridley Scott was saying, like, oh, yeah, the oh, yeah. the is a replicant thing. Was, There's some truth to that, and then it's like, but it that kind of diminishes the movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, if
2: you do have, uh, if you do get a chance, though, you should uh, <laughs> check out Total Recall. The director's uh, commentary uh, with Paul Arnold. Verhoeven. It's Paul Verhoeven, Arnold Schwarzenegger Where um, we have talked about this on other film houses in the past, but. Um, You basically just get to hear Arnold narrate the movie for you. (laughs) He will. It's. It's. He's basically doing commentary for a blind person. (laughs) He's like, all right, right here, you can see. uh, Oh, I see that he's lying, so I shot him. (laughs) 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 Okay, thank you. Right there, and he's like, and then I pulled the thing out of my nose. Like he he does in the very beginning with the Tristar logo. Goes, all right, here we are. Comes the horse, (laughs) the, 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 the Pegasus, and he flies through the screen and goes. And I'm Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> I would love to hear that,
3: actually. Paul it's, Verhoeven's hilarious. There's, there's a, there's a super so cu- funny. There's a
2: super cut uh, online of just Arnold. He does that for, like, all his... He didn't really understand what commentary was. Right. Um,
1: just keep talking is what commentary yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, the movie's two hours long. If you can just talk over the whole
0: thing, that'd be great. James, <laughs> any other theories from you?
1: Yeah. I, I always really like the Tarantino double universe, um, which is that the mm. Tarantino films are divided into the... Real universe and then the Tarantino cinematic okay. universe. Yeah. So Movies Kill Bill it. is a movie that exists in the world that Pulp Fiction is mm-hmm. in. So like, there's a bunch of they kind of divide them on different things, but like, can, they, can we guess which ones are which? Sure. Yeah. Well, there's one that's a catalyst for everything else, but yeah. Okay.
3: I mean, Reservoir Dogs, I think, is in the base reality.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of assumed. Yeah. Uh, Glorious Bastards is
3: happened is, is 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 real life that's is, probably the real universe
1: i would say yes i would say that's in the real universe death proof is probably a, a movie that they all went and saw that probably sense
3: It's like a yeah grindhouse movie. Um, Once upon a time. Well, but the thing there's a
1: catalyst for it. The reason that all of this is do you know the reason all of this is
3: going. Oh yes, I oh yes, I've heard of this. It's because they uh, Hitler got killed in *Inglorious Bastards* in a movie theater, and and that got everyone pumped about movies. So movies became this like fucking go
1: like American patriotism was tied to a love of the movies because Hitler got got his ass blasted in a in a movie theater. Oh
2: oh gotcha. *Inglorious Bastards* Bastards is. that's, yeah.
1: that's where everything shifted right? and so that's why in Pulp Fiction everyone knows all about movies uh-huh. and movie fans mm-hmm. and movie fans and stuff like that They've the only one is that shit. True Romance seems like it would be a movie but True Romance is also a movie that's obsessed with movies too yeah. Yeah, it seems
3: like that would be pretty base reality for me could if, be I if,
1: don't know if
2: Reservoir Dogs though is a, a a in-universe thing there is a character the
0: Vega Brothers
2: there's the Vega Brothers well yeah. um, what's her name uh Patricia Arquette's character is um she I believe she's Alabama? mentioned Alabama. I think she's mentioned in Reservoir Dogs. Could be wrong.
3: She is. Yeah. yeah in the office with Michael Madsen there. Um, <coughs> so yeah, so that means
0: base oh, reality. At least, at least
1: yeah. has a breakdown. Jackie yeah. Brown. Jackie movie? Brown seems like a movie. I thought so Jackie, the, Jackie
0: the Brown. The movies would be a movie. the movies in the movie universe, so natural born killers from Dusk Till Dawn and Kill Bill mm-hmm. are okay. movies. Yeah, yeah.
3: What about Death Proof? That's uh, real? Uh, Characters
1: from the movie movie universe cannot appear in the films realer than real. For example, the bride from Kill Bill could not show up in Death Proof. I feel like Death Proof would definitely be a movie movie. Well, there's a theory Th- yeah. that the
0: that the, um, Kill Bill is the pilot for Fox Force 5 mm-hmm. or whatever. Because, you the, know, there's the Fox Force 5 in, in the Pulp Uma Fiction. Thurman.
2: Oh, wait. So Uma Thurman's the same person?
0: No, because she talks about how in Pulp Fiction that she was in a pilot for Fox Force 5.
2: Right. And Kill Bill is a pilot for Fox Force 5 that she started. That's
0: that's the part of the
3: theory. She was supposed to just have a bit part in Fox Force 5. Right. Wasn't she one of the foxes?
2: She makes a pun
3: or something. That'd be right.
2: Makes one of the five foxes.
0: And Hmm. then she describes the... the, I think she describes them. Yeah.
1: Uh, I just think it's fun to think about... A universe that yeah. is is splintered because of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The team, besides Mia Wallace's character, had four other women. Uh, the team's leader, a Japanese kung fu master, a black girl, the demolition expert, and a French girl whose specialty was sex. So Sophie and Kill Bill is the French girl. Um, uh, uh, well, yeah. Demolition expert is uh, Vera... Oh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I wouldn't worry about shit, it. No, it's I know. Okay. I mean, it's fine. It's just because you're under... Uh, Bernita Green... And then Orenishi oh, would be the kung fu master. Okay. Uh,
1: Man, it's all kung just fu. why would a half Chinese, half Japanese person <laughs> need to kung fu? Remember when um, Kill Bill had yeah.
0: anime in it? That was
1: I, cool. I, I I just thought that that's a fun one. I okay. think it's fun to think that it splits. I guess it does put death proof in the realer than real world universe. That doesn't make sense to me. And
3: Hateful Eight though too. It's like yeah,
1: I don't know. I guess because death proof they are if it's real life,
2: it makes sense because they're they are. In the movie, the second group of people mm-hmm. are making a movie. So I guess that makes Zoe Bell a real person. I don't know. I'm so
0: confused. <laughs> it hurts um, my brain. Yeah. This is know. a really fun theory, though. So I like when he, when he
2: eventually gets to make a Star Trek movie, where will that land in the Tarantino universe? I don't know.
1: I, I also like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes on and adds, adds to the fervor of movie lovers mm-hmm. because there was this cult. Like, obviously, it's hindsight, but in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where an actor and his stuntman stop a cult from going on a murdering spree in Hollywood, that's like, now that's just more fuel on the fire of how much America fucking loves well, but, but like actually, Hollywood. Well,
3: that. no one will know about that. That's like the bittersweetness of the ending. Because there was no... It yeah, was just a break-in, but, oh, but it's, still, it's still like
1: this, oh, this actor... Uh-huh. there's a break in at this actor who plays a Hollywood tough guy who then killed a dude with a uh, flamethrower <laughs> you know like <laughs> It'll be even the
0: minutia of like this note here Christoph Waltz's character in, in Django Unchained is called Dr. King Schultz whose wife's name is Paula mm. in Kill Bill volume, volume 2 the bride is buried in a grave belonging to a certain Paula Schultz remember that's the mm-hmm. yeah. you know f- this is the name of the grave yeah. uh, dated 1823 to 1853 which puts her right in the time frame to be Dr. Schultz's wife but like the fact that Kill Bill is a movie and a movie complicates this somewhat. Yeah. I think it's it's just incredibly interesting because there are few directors like Tarantino that are auteurs a- that could even build this kind of universe for themselves and that movies are good enough that they can keep making them mm-hmm. and well, have I, autonomy to build something well, like this and do whatever they I, want.
1: I, I like it too because it's not necessarily, as just from the writing perspective, it's not necessarily about always having new ideas. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like he probably just like I always had this name Paula Schultz, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the sh- Schultz. Schultz is a name he wrote wrote it down in a notebook f- 25 years ago, I and mean, anytime he needs a name, he goes Schultz.
0: You can retroactively mm. make these connections too. Like it does, it's the kind of thing where he can make Kill Bill, call her Grave Paula Schultz, and then be making Django and Shane <clears throat> and go. You know, it'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. made this. Yeah, Schultz. Schultz. Why not? People lose their minds. Yeah. Not, it's like I how that's I fun. name
1: every character Derek. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Derek you is You got, got funny the
2: Derek verse. That's just because you're so creative. <laughs> yeah.
3: I can totally see Tarantino, though, like m- going Easter egg crazy. When yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, okay, which what's my name from True Romance? i got to make this the cousin of this Man, character. I can't yeah. remember the names of people I met today. Yeah. Like, well, if you <laughs> made him up though,
1: imagine if you could just make it, make up as many names as you want. Right. There's a, there's a list somewhere in his house. Of just, <laughs> I don't know. We're
0: going to yeah. get to you a couple more, but first a word from our sponsor, Hims.
1: All right. Let's be honest. I'm getting a little older. People around you, people you know are getting a little older. Maybe you're getting a little older and maybe you're starting to notice that your hairline is beginning to slip. Maybe your hair isn't as thick and luxurious as it used to. Well, there is a solution and it is only a few clicks away. You've heard us talk about hymns and how they are helping guys look their best. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Grab the new year by the follicles and embrace a year of personal growth. Literally. The solution is forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one that involves a luxurious head of hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. HIMS is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. That means no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines because 4 Hymns connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. Plus, it's completely confidential and discreet. If you have a great relationship with your doctor, feel free to use it, but then take your prescription to HIMS where you can get the product for less money, more conveniently. Just answer a few quick questions and a doctor will review. And if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. So dive into 2020 hair first. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to fourhims.com/filmhouse. That's fourhims.com/filmhouse. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. And don't forget—that's fourhims.com/filmhouse.
0: Thank you, Hymns, for your sponsorship. Uh, I'm just going to go through one of mine like really, really quickly because mm-hmm. I think it's a, f- I, a fun one. I also have one more very, very short okay. one. Um, so this is just that Jesus Christ was an enge- engineer from Prometheus. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> believe um, it's... This dude, Cavalorn, he like, went into a whole uh, a- whole thing about wow. it, and it's very deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the basic premise is that um, uh, the engineers were like, let's send someone down. To kind of mm-hmm. deal with this, and and Risley Scott, as he puts it, this is just I'll just read you the, the Scotty Riddles quote here. If you look at it as an our children are misbehaving down there scenario, there are moments where it looks like we've gone out of control, running around with armor and skirts, which is, would of course be the Roman Empire, and they were given a long run, a thousand years before their disintegration actually started to happen. And you can say, let's send down one of our emissaries to see if he can stop it. Guess what? They crucified him. Wow. So the idea is that yeah, Jesus was an engineer, and
2: it would only make sense if well. there's an image out there of a big white. dude Dude,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Completely, you know, hair-free <laughs> and just weird mounds of muscle. Yeah. And he's just like, damn
0: it. <laughs>
1: well, you know, everyone always says that the all imagery of Jesus is wrong, so. Mm-hmm. Can you pull up an image of those engineers? I, I love looking at those
2: I guys. love
0: it, too. Yeah. I think it's yeah. great design. Speaking of which,
2: those engineers show up in a little bit of Blade Runner 2049. That's
1: why I was so frustrated with Prometheus is because yeah. some of the the concept art and visualization of the movie is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's all just bad.
0: I
3: liked <laughs> it, kind of.
1: You, yeah. liked how the, you liked how the geologist got lost, and how the biologist tried to touch something.
3: I don't uh, remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I,
1: yes, <laughs> look yeah. at that. And there's like two of them, right? He looks like Urian from Street Fighter, right? Do there. they
3: know how to speak English? <laughs> how, well, they, how, he, how did no, Jesus, he yells, how did Jesus that come what, and talk? The, he, Do you think Jesus spoke English? Because he gra- he grabs
1: <laughs> he grabs. Uh, Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends. He grabs right, what's you know his what face. No, but he grabs what's his face's head there, yeah. like exactly in that scene, uh, and he goes, he goes, rah, rah, and then they don't put subtitles because it's clever. Oh. And then he throws his,
3: he rips his head off and throws him away. So, do you, th- does that mean though that that there was an engineer that came down and learned how to speak whatever you know? No, he they, needed, they, or, they speak or? whatever. Yeah, oh, you mean well. I guess so. or whatever. because I mean, Jesus was, you know, he was going out talking to the people. He was a man. Mm. He was, out, you know, telling stories and stuff. Well, it's do like, we, how does this
1: guy, one of these engineers, do that? Well, you know how Jesus is is considered a, uh, you know, God and a man.
0: That's I've heard of made this? Him yes. Special that theory
1: mm. of that. Well, maybe an engineer came down and then jerked off onto Mary <laughs> no. and then it went into uh, her like it did when he jerked off into that waterfall
0: that made life. That is made offensive, life.
1: James. And then he, and so he <laughs> got he got it on her and mm-hmm. then that's, then so she got pregnant but she didn't realize because she was sleeping. Right. James, please. Sorry.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Man, yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot I like about Prometheus. Most of it's set design and thinking what could have been but man, like, that could have been a cool opening scene where it's like, I'm here to save you, and like, bam! And they're like crucifying this engineer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd pay. I'd pay the thirteen dollars to see that.
3: Well, that's the other thing. Aren't they very strong? And and you know. Oh yeah, he rips yeah. his yeah. head off. Yeah, so I think yeah.
2: it'd be hard to nail that guy down. Man, oh, they shot this whole opening scene in Iceland. And so it's so all, cool. I, it's I mean, so cool. I remember going into the theater and just being like, "I'm into this. This yeah. is so cool." Yeah, like, so into it. They're trying to find the beginning of of man, and they want to find it, and then it just like. After the yeah. first, I don't know, forty five minutes, and it just yeah. kind of falls apart. Quick story.
0: Like, ah. We had gotten um, a <sighs> deal where we bought, we pre pre bought the Blu ray of Prometheus with the. Oh, I think we got two free movie tickets with it or something. Yeah. and and so I was really nervous because I'm like, oh, you usually don't buy the Blu ray before you see the movie. But we did this, and then this scene was happening, and I was like, "Good, good, I made the right decision. <laughs> we made the right decision." And then later in the movie, I was like looking at James, like, "Oh no, he got the <laughs> Blu-ray."
2: But this being the idea that he he drinks the goo, and this yeah. is what ends up giving the birth, blood of Christ. This, he he is the primal primordial oh. ooze yeah. that eventually spawns humanity. Like, yeah. I, I love it. It says all this without saying it. It's Great lore. Yeah. Until yeah. you start
1: to until you. Look up any science about it, right? And you yeah. see that the D, the DNA in us is also linked yeah. to the grass and shit that's already there. Mm. And it doesn't this make any
0: this right so. here is really Scott. Later in the movie, he goes full Scotty Riddles, though. Yeah. Mm. I
2: didn't see um, what's that that new yeah, the covenant. covenant? I heard it heard it somehow got like, worse. Like I tried to watch movie, it. Uh, I can't yeah. do it.
0: Man, um, I got get real bored. Yeah. yeah, Prometheus makes me sad. I like that theory. It's what could have been. Yeah, I, think it's I like a it. I'll take a lot of
1: questions. Tell you this, Prometheus is a lot of questions.
0: Anyone else have any quick theories they want to jump into?
1: I have a very very quick one. All right. Sure. The in the movie The Tuxedo starring Jackie Chan, the mm-hmm. tuxedo doesn't work. He's actually just that good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is personal theory. Okay. I've
1: never seen the film, but for some reason, when Adam was talking earlier, I thought about it. When you were talking about Total Recall, I thought about it, and this is my—I'm entering this into my hall of fan theories. Okay. But the film tuxedo—it's that a, it's a super-powered tuxedo that mm-hmm. allows you to do incredible things, and this regular guy accidentally wears it. And look, it makes him do wacky <laughs> stuff. Right? Right? I have a theory that the tuxedo prototype never actually worked. Just he just believed tuxedo. it worked, okay. and so he was able to do all these incredible things, and this tuxedo had nothing to do with it. It's like being hypnotized like, or something. Like all okay,
2: also, so he has some sort of spider power. He just,
0: he just, it's all in him he's okay.
1: capable of doing. He's capable of winning over Jennifer Love Hewitt all on his own. Okay. Um, so that's that. That's my very short theory. I
3: love that theory, honestly. That makes this
2: movie way better. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with the tuxedo existing only as a movie trailer because uh-huh. it's so good. <laughs> I will never see this movie. <laughs> <so
0: fast>. see, <laughs> you, you he thinks what, he can. Uh-huh. He's for his life, Jackie. but he believes what he believes. <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> that's a great theory. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, great. Thank thank okay. You. You.
2: I'm, I'm into it. I, you know Credit
1: it? me. That's mine. That's my theory. The James a, Willem theory of tuxedo. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, we'll, he, he beats he up out. James
2: Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you murdered James Brown. It's like, no, the tuxedo did it. No, doubt.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, well, I'll take two. Can yeah. you
0: imagine looking back and thinking someone said we should cast Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jackie Chan opposite each other? Yeah, <laughs> what a I world. I can see it right now. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. She's
2: not crazy. We should racist. watch this.
0: I've seen it, I think.
1: You've seen this movie. That's
2: really? the best
0: review I can give it. Is <laughs> it was, I've seen it. I think. Yeah, is
2: that it was that or Master of Disguise? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> or Rocket Man. Well, Jackie Chan. He's back. Somewhere yeah. home. He's if I ever man. if I ever meet Jackie Chan, that's what I'm going to ask him. Hey, <laughs> is it? There's like a Space Jam thing going on with that. Like maybe the the suit. Didn't really like, work. China, <laughs> 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 shouts,
1: shouts in your face. <laughs> chops you in the neck, and you go down.
0: <laughs>
2: Ryan and Adam, any other theories
0: you guys want to
2: um, shout out? I, I would say, I mean, I think everyone knows the Aladdin one yeah. takes place in a dystopian future, mm-hmm. and then. The other one that's worth looking into, but makes no sense, is uh, Ferris
3: Bueller isn't real. That's a
0: mm-hmm. fun one. He's just a figment of Cameron's imagination because yeah. Cameron's dealing with his own issues, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Jenny uh, lied to Forrest, didn't uh, uh, that kid's not his? <laughs> <laughs> he, he just she was just like, God, I'm dying. And uh, I remember that guy, Forrest. I think he's a billionaire yeah, now. Yeah, let's see. Oh, he's rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me give my kid to him. Take my AIDS kid.
2: <laughs> you can afford <laughs> yes, the... Yes, my uh, AIDS kid. Yeah, the AZT for him. <laughs> They'll, uh, he can cure him. Yeah,
0: for- so you think like, Jenny knew she was dying. She's like, I need my child to be supported. Forrest mm. has money. He's a good man won't let anything happen to him.
3: So. I, mean, they, I mean, they kind of, honestly, they hint at it in the movie. There's uh, uh, evidence number one. Forrest, <laughs> Forrest, <laughs> Forrest Jr. is very smart. Forrest Kate is close. stupid. I mean, Kate's close. exactly how it works, man. <laughs> that's it. That's I mean, it. All, the, the, all you needed was the
2: one scene where he goes, Jenny, <laughs> you slept with a lot of people <laughs> and took a lot of dick. <laughs> and you are saying. That's mine. She goes. She looks like a little office. Yes.
1: <laughs> he goes. Would I lie to you Forrest? And he goes. Mm, and she goes. I wouldn't. And I then she, goes, she goes. Pro China. <laughs> goes down, she's gone. She's gone with a grave. And then, and then a kid. Yeah, we
2: couldn't find the body. <laughs> she had a plane ticket to Shanghai. <laughs>
0: Um, Well, before we close out, uh, if you like watching fun shows and things, check out this short, short teaser from our friends at Achievement Hunter. They have a new ghost hunting hunting show called Haunter. There's a new season coming, and here's a little quick tease right here.
1: What's up, ghosts? You got something to say for yourself?
3: (gasps) Did you see that?
1: What the hell? You are joking. Show
3: yourself! Are you ready?
1: (laughs) Do you know how much ghostly evil we may have just awakened? Whoa. I, I'd like to try ghost shunting. <laughs> I have a theory that Achievement Hunter's all dead. Oh. And it's like go, the ghosts are actually the people that have a YouTube channel oh. and that they're the ones haunting them. And they're all draft dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I ran. I was trying to get out of it, honestly. Okay,
0: well, let's... <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for that astute observation. Thank mm. you guys for being here. We'll see you all next week. Bye.
2: Bye.